0: Thank you. A <laughs> oh, head coming around the corner. Yes sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. Amen, Dave. Praise you Jesus. God is working. Hallelujah. And you're going to keep getting better and better. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray. We'll get into the Bible. I trust you're ready to receive today. It's going to be a good day. Amen. I trust that uh, I get to all that I have. It's quite a bit of stuff, but you know what? I believe it's going to happen. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the opportunity to enter the word Father, we do so reverently and expectantly, and we thank you that you've given us your spirit, the Holy Spirit, to teach us, to reveal the truth to our hearts. We say, show us, Lord. And when we see the word, when the revelation comes to our hearts, Father, we're not just going to sit upon it. We're not just going to not do anything with it. We're going to become doers. By your grace, be doers of the word. Hallelujah. We expect in Jesus' name. That the blessings of the Lord shall come upon us. We shall live blessed lives because we're doers. Everybody say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the word of God. Amen. Ephesians 5.18 says, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. Friends, we've seen in this study over the past, I guess this is part four. It is the will of God for us to be filled with his spirit. And it is the will of God for us to continue to be filled with his spirit. I have on my wall, I, I, I put it up on my wall, a piece, a little piece, what do they call those? Uh, huh? Little, anyway, a little piece of paper. And on it, it has that scripture. Ephesians 5.18. Do not be drunken with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. And I wrote on that little piece of paper that my goal for 2020 and beyond Is to stay filled, what was that? (laughs) To stay filled with the spirit. I'm like going, hallelujah. (laughs) I have a goal for this year to stay filled with the Spirit by praying in other tongues on a daily basis throughout the day. I want a heart more sensitive to the Spirit of God, and I believe. That as you are staying filled with the Spirit, the more your heart will be sensitive to the Spirit of God. The more you're going to be able to be led by the Spirit of God. How many want to live a life where you're being led by the Spirit of God? Because if you're being led by the Spirit of God, how many know you're going to always end up at the right place at the right time? That's huge. Shouldn't that be the goal of every Christian? I always want to be at the right place at the right time. And if I have a heart filled with His Spirit... Full of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to know that voice of the Holy Ghost. And when he speaks to me to do something. I'm not going to hesitate. I'm going to step out and obey. And when I'm stepping out and obeying him. Guess what's going to happen. I'm going to see the things I've been desiring to come to pass come to pass. I'm going to see God using me to do the miraculous. Do you want God to use you to do the miraculous? Do you understand this isn't just for a select few. This is God's will for every single one of us. If you are a Christian, you, are, you qualify. The only prerequisite is you must be born again. Then after that, it's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. He's wrapped it up, and it says, here you go. It's a gift from me to you. All you got to do is what? Receive it by faith. And then once you yield to the Spirit of God and you begin to flow in the Holy Ghost and you begin to speak in other tongues that you've never spoken in before, glory to God, I tell you what, it does something to your life. It charges you up spiritually. There ain't nothing like when you take time and pray in the Holy Ghost, it does something on the inside of you. And in reality, it's almost beyond natural words. To try to explain to you what it does for you, it's a spiritual thing. Are you listening? Woo! I want I, I, I fully believe the only way I can fulfill my destiny, and I want to be telling you something: the only way you can fulfill your destiny is to be filled with the Spirit. Is to be filled with the Spirit. Everybody say, "I'm going to be filled with the Spirit." Hallelujah. So once again, you must know that it is God's will for you to be filled with the Spirit and to stay filled with the Spirit. And if you choose not to, don't turn around and blame God if you find yourself uh, uh, succumbing to the pressures of life, being overcome by the challenges in life, and not fulfilling your destiny. Don't blame God for it. Smile real big. You know, I, I, I don't know why Christians believe the only time they need to be a Christian is on Sunday morning when they come to church. It's not. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about all the rest of them. Just kidding. We have got to get a mindset. This is call, We're called to live by faith. This is supposed to be a lifestyle for us. Has God saved you? then should you be embarrassed about letting people know that you're a Christian? How many, though, would say that you've told somebody about Jesus this past week? How many of you talked to your neighbor about Jesus this past week? How many of you talked to someone you work with about Jesus this past week? I am not talking about being weird about it. But if you're talking to someone you got to believe that God will give you a doorway into that person's heart if you're believing him for that. And if you are filled with a spirit, I tell you this much, you are not going to be intimidated about sharing Jesus with somebody else. Yet how many of you have never, I mean, there's probably people in your life that you've never told about Jesus. I want to ask you a question, and I want, I'm, I'm being serious about this. How many believe in the rapture of the church? That Jesus is going to, there's going to be a shout, there's going to be a trumpet blow, and we're going to rise to meet the Lord in the air. Here's my next question. How many believe that that could happen at any moment? Yet how many people would be left behind that you know and you supposedly love because you are intimidated to share Jesus with them? Someday... I'll talk to him about Jesus. That used to be my mentality where getting born again was concerned. Someday, I know I could see what it's done for my, my mom. Someday, I'll receive Jesus into my life. But right now, I'm going to party and have some fun. Thank God my mom was praying. Because, see, what the devil wanted to do was take me out. And he did his best. The point I'm trying to get across, my friends, is we cannot be intimidated about sharing Jesus with others, with people that we love and know, because we don't know if this could be the day that Jesus comes back. And if they haven't heard about Jesus, and they haven't received Jesus, they're going to get left behind. There's not going to be anything you can do at that time. What will that do to your heart? You're going up. And you're looking down and seeing all those other ones left behind. I'm not trying to be. I I, I, I want you to see the seriousness of this. I don't want to see anybody, you know, get left behind. I understand sometimes it is not the easiest thing. To share your faith. Sometimes you do feel intimidated. But again do we live by our feelings. Do you understand. Listen to me. I remember when my dad. When I found out that he had cancer. And I went to him. I said dad I just got to know. I just got to know. Are you born again. And I, I knew he had received Jesus. Years ago in the hospital. When he had his first heart attack. I know he got born again at that point in time. I think he probably had gotten born even prior to that. But the bottom line was, I still wanted to know. I had to know. I love my dad. Well, glory to God, he told me, yes, Daniel, I am born again. I am a child of God. Maybe not in so many words, but the bottom line was, he was born again. I didn't want my dad to get left behind. And that's the way it's got to be where all of our loved ones are concerned. Family, friends, co-workers. Why aren't we getting more bold about this? Because I guarantee you the biggest reason is we're not filled with the Spirit. When you go out and you go to run errands or you go to work or whatever, you're probably thinking about one thing and one thing alone. Going to work, getting it done and going home. thinking about that you are on a divine appointment a divine assignment that you are taking the gospel message with you wherever you go how many of you have ever heard of todd white you know when i first heard of todd white and i started watching him at first i was like but then i began to listen to him and as I began to listen to him, I began to see something in his life. That brother is bold about his faith. He will share Jesus with anybody, in any place. Now, if you listen to his testimony, you will find out that I don't remember what the time frame was. It was over a year, wasn't it? Of was stepping out. And believe in God to to flow in the gifts of the Spirit and stuff. He said he stepped out for over a year and never got any results. Huh? A thousand people he prayed for didn't get any results. You know what he did? He gave up. No. He didn't give up. He continued to step out in faith. He continued to step out in faith. And now God is using him to do I mean, supernatural miracles. I mean, extraordinary miracles. How many of you would have been intimidated into the ground if you prayed for a thousand people and didn't see anything happen? Just keeping it real. I have, and this is something the Lord has been showing me. I want it to become more real to me. I want to get the revelation that I'm not God. you're probably out there going, well, Pastor Dan, we can help you on that one. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is this. I am not the one that will save that person. I am not the one who will heal that person. I am not the one that will deliver that person. I am not the person that feels that person. That's God. But God has given me an assignment to go and lay hands on the sick. If I don't lay hands on the sick, how can they recover? If I don't share Jesus with them, how will they know about Jesus? Well, I'll do it someday. N- you don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't want to see anybody left behind. I've shared this with you before. I'll share it with you again. Listen to this. I was at Raymond. and I was praying. As I was praying, all of a sudden I saw us being raptured. Raptured. And the church was, we, we went up to meet the Lord in the air. And we all had our own horses, white horses. And we were laughing and shouting and carrying on. And we all took our horses and turned around and rode off into heaven. But I turned back around. And there at the edge of the cloud was Jesus off of his horse. Kneeling down, looking down. And when he turned back around, the tears were flowing down his face. For all those that were left behind. I don't want it to be said that because of intimidation and the fear of man, I did not, with everything in me, reach out to people about Jesus. Share the gospel, the good news of Jesus with people around me. Especially our loved ones. Are you hearing what I'm saying, how I'm saying that this morning? And when you get filled with the Spirit, when you get filled with the Spirit, that's when you'll know, it'll just, you'll know exactly what you need to say. You'll know exactly what you need to do. Because how many know that God always knows the best way to reach a person? It might be some strange thing. I remember one time when I was working at Pizza Hut. I don't know if it was over in Missoula or where it was at. I guess it had to be over in Missoula. And I remember I was working. I was the shift manager. And I had this one girl, was a waitress, but she was back there helping. You know, it was very dead at the moment. There wasn't anybody in the store, very few people. And so she was back there working, we're prepping for the evening rush. And I don't remember how we got off on talking. She knew I was a Christian. She knew I worked, you know, in the ministry and stuff. But I began to talk with her. And as I'm talking with her, I'm looking to my heart and saying, Lord, what do you want me to tell her? What do you want me to share with her? And this is the unchurched girl. I mean, she was, she she had homosexuals living with her. She was a party girl. She, you know, no issues whatsoever with any of that kind of stuff. And, and, and as I'm talking to her, the Lord prompted me to tar- start to share with her about Adam and Eve. What? I got to go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible and talk to this girl who is not churched at all about Adam and Eve. But you know what I did? I obeyed. And I began to talk with her about how it was Adam, when he sinned, that opened the door to 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 all the death and destruction we now see in the world. And as I'm talking to her, she looked at me she said, I, I don't know what's going on, but I got all these, these, these pimples, you know, what is that called? Uh, goose pimples all up and down my arms right now. The Spirit of God was getting on her. I said the Spirit of God was getting on her. The point I'm trying to get to is, is that this subject that we're on right now, It's so important to you and me. It's got to be something that you're not just going to come in here and nod your head about and clap your hands a little bit about. God wants us to be filled with his spirit. And he wants us to continue to be filled with with his spirit. I had no more plan on talking about this stuff. But how many know, again, God knows exactly what we need? Oh, hallelujah. Last week we saw that we're the ones who determine how full of the Spirit we are. In other words, He's given us that responsibility. He's given us that responsibility. And it's up to each one of us to respond to the wooing of the Spirit. To respond to the wooing of the Spirit. And set aside the things that are distracting. And go and spend time with Him. I'm going to tell you a little secret here. The more cluttered your life is and the more loud your life is, the less you're going to be able to hear from the Holy Ghost. You know, the Bible talks about how he'll speak to us in a still, small voice. If there's so much clutter all around us, if there's so much noise all around us, how are you going to be able to hear? See how I'm saying that? But when the Spirit of God begins to woo you, you know what I mean by that? He's kind of, come on, come on, turn the TV off. Come away, spend time with me. If you are not going to do that, if you're not going to, to fulfill your responsibilities, don't blame it on God. Don't blame it on Him. Thank you, Jesus. See, I think many a time, that when we face great challenges in our lives, things that kind of take you back, God, why didn't you let me know about this? Why didn't you let me know about this? How hard it was going to be. How challenging it was going to be. And God's going to say, I've been prompting your heart for the past month. To set those things aside that you keep getting caught up in, and spend the quality time in my presence. I've been wooing you by my spirit to get away and spend time with me, to be filled with me. We are. We. It doesn't matter how filled you get with the Spirit. Doesn't matter how strong of a Christian you are. You're going to face challenges. I said this before. And I mean it with all my heart. I want to face the challenges this life's going to throw at me, filled with the Holy Ghost, then face the challenges of this life not filled with the Holy Ghost. I know for a fact, having experienced this for myself, if I'm not full of the Holy Ghost and something hits me in the face, you know what I'm talking about? Something I wasn't expecting? If I'm not filled with the Holy Ghost, oh, I'll find myself reacting to it from my flesh. And how many understand when you're responding from the flesh, you're just respond, responding like Joe Sinner down the road. And more than likely, instead of things getting better, things are going to get worse. Again, whose fault is it? You going to turn around and blame God for that? Why is God having us? Why does God have us on this, this topic? Well, I know for a fact God has me on this topic because I believe without a shadow of a doubt this is how, this is the answer to my prayers. This is what God's been showing me. Daniel, you want to you want to do the miraculous? You want to be used by me to, to, to touch people's lives for the kingdom of God? For Jesus Christ? Get filled with my spirit. Get filled with my spirit. And stay filled with my spirit. What I have to guard myself about. Is when I get done preaching the Word in here on Sunday mornings, is going home, and then for the next couple of days, don't even think about anything. I, I mean, understand how I'm saying this because I, I endeavor to pray. I endeavor to pray every day. I endeavor to read my Bible every day. But sometimes you're not pressing in as much, and especially when because you know by the end of the week, well, I'm I'm starting to get laser focused. On, on what I'm supposed to be doing in church service. But God doesn't want me living my life that way. I am convinced I cannot stay full of the Spirit living like that. I've got to be laser focused on being filled with the Spirit every day. I've got to spend time praying in the Spirit every day. And I am going to tell you a little secret here. When you stay full of the Holy Ghost, there's nothing like this. I said, there's nothing like that. There's nothing you can watch on television. There's nothing you can go out and do in this world that compares with being filled with the Spirit. Oh, Pastor Dan, I don't know if that's true. It's true. Because God will begin to show you things. God will begin to reveal things to you. God will begin to love on you. You'll be so sensitive to the Spirit of God. God will begin to speak to you. And you will know He's speaking to you. There's nothing like that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I haven't even got. Where was Gary at talking about one page? Whew. As you stay filled with. The, now I want you to get this. When you stay filled with the Holy Ghost. You should become. He should become more and more and more real to us every single day. In other words. As we continue to be filled with him. The more and more we should come to know him. Which means that our greatest experiences in the Lord aren't yesterday. They should be today, tomorrow, next week, next month. Because we are so filled with Him. That's why I've been saying from my mouth. You've heard me saying it over and over and over and over again. Our best days are before us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Friends, as you become more and more conscious of the greater one living in you and the fact that he's empowering you, it doesn't matter what comes your way. You know he's going to enable you, he's going to empower you to come out of it victoriously. Have you ever faced a challenge in your life where you didn't come out victoriously? where you ended up flat on your face, where you said something from your mouth that you wish you hadn't said, or you did something that you wish you hadn't done. Oh, I know from whence I speak. What if you're filled with the Spirit? What if you had just gotten through praying in the Holy Ghost for over an hour, and all of a sudden here comes this great challenge? What are the odds that you're going to Keep the flesh under and yield to the Spirit and do what God wants you to do instead of yielding to the flesh and doing something the enemy wants you to do. Do you understand that strife is the manifested presence of the devil? But peace is the manifested presence of Jesus. I One of the things that when people come into our homes... My home, well, there's a prophetic word. We have homes now. When they come into our home, I've heard people say to us, there is just a a sense of peace in this place, a a sense of love in this place. Why is that? It's because we operate in that our our home like that. I'm not saying we never have an upset. Sometimes she's mean to me. (laughs) It's very rarely... (laughs) There are times, it's so funny because my son, his personality is so much like hers. And he is a peacemaker. And when you see him start to get riled up, that means that you know you've gone a little too far with what you've been doing. Isn't that true? Sometimes Riley gets mad because he stays so calm. <laughs> true. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> But the, 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 the gist of everything I'm trying to say this morning is this is our responsibility. It's your responsibility. It's my responsibility. This is one of those times where you're hearing a message straight from the heart of God to each one of your hearts. Here's the answer to your, 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 your life struggles. Here's the answer to your life challenges. Be filled with the Spirit. Stay filled with the Spirit. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, I want to begin to talk about different ways to be filled with the Spirit and stay filled with the Spirit. But before we do so, I want you to go to Acts chapter 4. I want you to notice how Peter and John and the others not only were initially filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. We saw that in Acts chapter 2. But it was something they continued to do. Be being filled with the Spirit. First of all, I want you to look at verse 8 of Acts 4. This is right after Peter and John, in chapter 3, had been used by God to raise a lame man, raise him up, enable him to walk, someone who had been lame his whole life. And they were used by God to raise him up. And and, and during that chapter, you know, the people were looking at Peter and John, and they said, don't don't, don't look at it like, like it was something special we did. This man was healed by faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. And as a result of that, there were a thousand who came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ that day. And then what happened is, is the religious people saw, heard about it. And they got a little bit frustrated with them. And so they laid their hands on Peter and John, brought them before the Sanhedrin, which is a, a religious group, basically the, all the scribes and the Pharisees and all these others you know, the high priests and so forth were all part of the Sanhedrin. So they brought him, Peter and John and said, what you been doing out there? And Peter and John, it says here in verse 8, then Peter, the very same Peter who had been filled with the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, all right, but notice here once again the Bible says he's once again filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he began to speak to them. How many believe that what Peter said at that very moment was what the Holy Spirit was directing him to say? Filling his mouth. Glory to God. And he goes on to preach to them about Jesus and the fact that there's no other name under heaven given among men by which you must be saved. And so after hearing this, these religious folks wanted Peter and John to stop preaching about Jesus. But Peter and John basically told them, hey... We're going to do what God is telling us to do, not what you're telling us to do. And so the, the uh, religious people, what they do is they threaten them some more, but then they let them go. I want to pick up reading now in verse 23. Acts 4, verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own companions. You know what that's talking about? Those of like precious faith. See, you should not look around you and take lightly the people around you. The people in this place are people of like, precious faith. You ought to be able to look at the person next to you, the person in front of you, the person behind you, and know that they'll be there for you. That's what Peter and John, they went to their own companions, their own church, and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. They began to pray with one mind, with one purpose. Now skip down to verse 29. This is still the prayer. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done to the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Now look at verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all, they were all, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I thought they had already, they already were filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. So why did they need to be filled again? Because it's supposed to be an ongoing occurrence in the lives of Christians who have been filled with the Holy Ghost. We're supposed to be continuously filled with the Spirit. Amen. And notice uh, the result of being filled with the Spirit. And they spoke the Word of God with all boldness. Being filled with the Spirit gives you a supernatural boldness and fearlessness to preach the Word of God. To share the Word of God with others. Look at verse 32. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Being filled with the Spirit brings a supernatural unity. To those who have been filled. Friends, that's what I want in this place. Verse 33. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Uh, Acts 5.12 says, And through the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders were done among the people. Being filled with the Spirit brings a spiritual fruitfulness. In other words, as we stay filled with the Spirit... We can expect to see more and more miracles and signs and wonders. Now back in uh, Acts 4 verse 34. and Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. And laid them at the apostles feet. And they distributed to each as anyone had need. Being filled with the spirit brings us supernatural generosity. Where everyone is always looking for the opportunity to bless somebody else. So can you see how being filled with the Spirit is to be an ongoing, never-ending lifestyle for you and me? And as we are continuously filled, the more and more we can expect to preach the, uh, the Word of God with boldness and fearlessness. The more and more we can expect to come together in unity. The more and more we can expect for for God to do the miraculous through us. And the more and more we can expect to flow in a spirit of generosity. Do you see that? Boy, when God showed me that, I was telling my wife about that. I had to go back and, and add this part in. Glory to God. I want to get to one part. Glory to God. So now, what are some of the ways we can stay filled with the Spirit, okay? We're going to get started with this. I don't think we'll get all the way through it. Verse 18 of Ephesians 5 says this once again. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking. Everybody say speaking. How do we stay filled? How do we drink of the Holy Ghost? By speaking. By speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. And by speaking to one another in psalms. And hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Friends, if you want to stay filled with the Holy Ghost, then you're going to have to learn to drink. And you're going to have, and how do we drink of the Spirit? By speaking. Speaking what? Yes, in other uh, 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 tongues, but also in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, recently, my wife and I and our kids, we went over to Joan's oldest brother's house in Missoula, and and while there, we were there to fellowship with her side of the family, and most of them were there. There were a few that weren't, but a lot of them were. And and before we all headed our our, our separate ways, my wife, of course, not crying at all, (laughs) my wife said, We need to pray. Let's pray together. And this is quite a few people there. It's quite a few families represented. And so we got into a big old circle. Grabbed hands. And we began to pray. And as we were. The Lord gave me a spiritual song. For Joan's brother Paul. For those of you who do not know. But the enemy has attacked her brother. With cancer. And I'm going to read to you. As the Lord has directed me to this spiritual song that He gave to me. You know, well, I'll get to that in a moment. But I want you to hear this. Now, is, will that song also be recorded? Okay, you can go ahead and start it. So listen to this. Hallelujah. You can turn it up a little bit more, please. If you don't know by now, life is hard, real hard. For we have an enemy who's out to steal from us, to kill us, to destroy us. But this time, this time the devil's hitting me with his best shot. He's hit me with cancer. And I have to be honest, I've been knocked down and bloodied and thoughts have come more and more often just quit just give up just throw in the town but even though my body is racked with pain and even though discouragement is trying to set in and even though things look worse instead of better I know this I choose to fight I choose to fight the fight of faith for I am not of those who draw back to destruction but I am of those who set their sight on the prize and refuse to back off for I am not a quitter I'm not moved by how I feel or by what I see I live by faith faith in the one true God so this time as always I'll get back up For I belong to Jesus. And in Him, I am more than a conqueror. In Him, I am a champion. In Him, I am an overcomer. In Him, I win. Period. And as I look around me this day, I see others on this journey. Others who have been knocked down too. Others who refused to quit and who got back up some are family some are friends but all are of like precious faith and just as they need me to be there for them to encourage them to stand with them to pray with them I know they'll always be there for me to encourage me to stand with me to pray with me so I will always keep fighting this fight of faith because I already know the outcome victory, healing prosperity success I've got God's word on it he's always faithful to do what he's promised so as a Christian as a follower of Christ I know that as long as I don't draw back, as long as I don't quit, I shall obtain the prize. I shall finish my race. I shall fulfill my destiny and bring glory to my good and loving God. I shall come out of this attack of the enemy victoriously. So even though the devil's hitting me with his best shot. With everything he's got. Friends, it doesn't matter what he throws at me. It doesn't matter what comes my way. It doesn't matter if my body is crying out in pain. It doesn't matter how many times I may get knocked down. Know this. I put the devil in all of hell i notice. I choose. hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, I was in here after the Lord had prompted me about that, you know, the song and, and, and the words. Actually, I was in here. We were having a time of worship on a Friday night. And I don't even know if you remember or not, but I sat down and I I knew He had given me I choose to fight. And I knew that the the the, the the basis of what he wanted, what he was trying to get across to, to Paul. But I had, didn't, still didn't have all the words. But as we were up here worshiping one night, all of a sudden the words started to come to me. And I sat down and I began to write them down. And, and, and then I, when I went to my computer and I began to put them in the computer, there were some things I, I changed up here and there as the, as the Lord was leading me. And that's the thing you've got to know about spiritual songs. That's the thing you've got to know when you're praying in the Spirit. When you, you, anytime you drink of the Spirit, or you pray in the Spirit, or you sing in the Spirit, it's not a mental thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's coming up out of your heart. You simply got to remind yourself that there's someone else in you. The greater one. The powerhouse. The Holy Ghost. He's the one giving you the utterance. He's the one giving you those spiritual songs. He's the one empowering you. And coming upon you with all the glory of the Lord, amen. Friends, it doesn't get any better than that. I said it doesn't get any better than that. I know that I wouldn't stand up here and try to sing a song because my voice isn't the best voice in the world. That's where I know with Riley or James or someone else have, that has a nice voice, it might come as a song that you sing. But there are many times. In fact, I read uh, Brother Hagen has books where he he too. That's one of the things he liked to say. He didn't have a, a great voice for singing, but the Lord would give him spiritual songs, and he would write them down. And and, and in the back, of, I don't remember what the book is. Do you remember the name of the book that he has those in? I don't at this point in time. But anyway, but he has a bunch of these songs that the Lord gave him. The point I'm trying to get across is. As you begin to yield to the Spirit, you're getting filled with the Spirit. Did you hear what I just said? That's what it's really all about, learning to yield to the Spirit. That means to give way to, to to, to yield yourself to Him. Do you see how I'm saying that? And and, and whatever the Spirit of God is leading you to do, do it. If He's leading you to speak in other tongues, speak in other tongues. If he's leading you to to sing a spiritual song, sing a spiritual song. Whatever he leads you to do, do it. Yield to him. And as you're yielding to him, you're getting filled with him. You're getting filled with him. And it, it, it gets easier and easier then to yield to him. I said this to you, I believe last week, it might have been the week before, when I was talking about Brother Hagin where he talked about where all of a sudden he was praying in the Spirit for over an hour when he hit a gully washer. It took a, 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 quite a bit of time to get there. But he said once he got there, it was phenomenal. I mean, he, I don't remember how much longer it was he prayed, but it just like it was just flowing because he, he tapped into God. But he said from that time forward, all he had to do was say, Lord, I'm going, to, I'm going to enter in now into your presence. And I'm going to pray in the spirit. He said right away he'd get right into the spirit. Right away. And that's where, again, I keep telling them, don't I say to you all the time, yield. Yield to it. God's given you a spiritual song, yield to it. The more you yield to it, that's, that's you're yielding not... To anything but the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God's going to give you the words. The words will begin to flow out of you. And you will know it's the Holy Ghost because you will sense the Spirit of God coming on you. And as a result, you're getting filled. Does everybody see that today? I don't care who you are in this place. God could give you something. And and, and a lot of times, it might just be a couple of words. Like, I choose to fight was what he gave me. When we were standing in that circle... And I was looking around the people. My wife, of course, was crying. and Well, there were quite a few in there. And, and, and Brother Paul was standing right there. Were well, you holding his hand, weren't you? But anyway, but I, as, I'm, you know, as I'm looking at him, that rose up in my heart. I choose to fight. I knew it was something God was wanting me to do for him. I knew it was going to be to that music right there. But then as I yielded to him that night, he gave me the words. And glory to God, I'm up here, the Spirit of God was all over me. I mean, He's all over me right now, and I just want to cry. There's nothing like this. There's nothing like being filled with the Holy Ghost. God wants this for all of us. I'm going to cut it off right here. I'm not done yet in this area, but the bottom line is, are you getting something out of this? I want everybody in here to have a heart's desire. Guys, listen. I'll just say this real quickly in closing. When you get filled with the Spirit, something happens because we're drawing closer to God. We're drawing closer to Him. And there's nothing like that. We're not talking about drawing. I mean, it's great when I draw closer to my wife. And I grow closer to you guys as as friends and church family. But the point I'm trying to get across is this. When you're drawing close to God, think about that. There's nothing like that. He desires that. He wants that for everyone in this place. He wants you to be filled with the Spirit and to continuously be filled with the Spirit. If you have been filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm charging you right now. I want you to hear me. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you right now, you need to start praying in the Spirit more. If you say, Pastor Dan, I, don't, I, I haven't done it in a while, just yield. You've yielded before, just yield. Amen. I remember, I'm serious, listen to this. I, want to close, I said I was going to close, but I'm a, I remember when I was living for the devil and I was snorting cocaine. And I knew that my life was in, in shambles. I knew everything was, you know, bad things were happening. But I had already been filled with the Holy Ghost prior to that. And I remember laying on my bed, hurting because of the things that have been going on in my life, I began to speak in other tongues. I think something I didn't even know happened when I did that. Something broke in the spirit realm where my life was concerned. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, just yield to it. And again, listen to me. If you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to be. I'm saying that by faith. I'm not saying... I, I'm not, I would never force anybody in here to get, receive anything from God. But why wouldn't you want to? It's a gift from Him to you. Amen? It will change your life forever. You don't have to think that you got to become super holy to receive that from God. It's His gift to you already. It's already yours. I mean, at Christmas time, if, 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 if our children started to... You know, we had all these, these gifts wrapped up and with their names on it do you think james is going to come up to me and say dad please can i have this gift can i have this gift dad 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 i want this gift he'll come sometimes a week prior to christmas time and say can i have this gift i'll say no but it's his it's already his it's got his name on it open it up it's yours the same thing's true right here with the gift of the holy spirit the baptism of the holy spirit be filled with the spirit be filled with the spirit Hallelujah. Close your eyes. I know we're Christians.